Hello and welcome to Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm pleased to be joined by Greg Browning and by David Weatherston. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, good, thank you. Going good, thanks. Good. We are obviously going to look at Norwegian football this weekend. Greg, it's been quite a week in Norway already. Um, <laughs> you had quite a line-up yesterday, didn't you? Yes, indeed. I had my go-in-the-first-10-minute special land and a go-in-the-first-half-an-hour. So, for those who are either new to the podcast, um, something I've probably been speaking about now on the Mr Fixit site, um, on Twitter and on my channel for the last, what, four or five seasons now. And I often do um, a goal to be scored in the first 10 minutes of matches when you've got five games kicking off at the same time. Um, it's something I do every single week, probably multiple times. Um, haven't landed it for quite a while now, actually. It's probably about a year since it last landed, uh, but it landed last night. So for my £3 outlay on the goal in the first 10 minutes, it returned just over £1,000. So for a £3 outlay, um, we're not going to grumble at that. And we also had a goal in the first 10 minutes, sorry, a goal in the first half an hour, obviously landed too. Yeah, and that paid, I think, 2 to 1. Didn't you, I had a bit of that, but and it, and it came in all seven games. It landed in last night as well. The goal in the first half hour, so yeah, so yeah. a successful night, I think. For well, I mean, not not as successful as Greg, but uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty good. I think of what I'll probably do is I'll probably highlight when these games, the games that I do. So, for example, mm-hmm. Norway on a, on a Saturday, sorry, a Sunday in the Azerian. There's always usually five games on at tea time on a Sunday. Uh, there's four this week, to be fair. But yeah, I'll be doing it in that. And I do it every single week, going the first 10 minutes. In Norway, it's probably four folds and five folds mm-hmm. because the prices aren't great. But for example, in Finnish League One or France or Italy, it'll probably be trebles, four folds and five folds for a £4.80 yeah. bet. So definitely worthwhile doing. And don't expect it to come in very often. But when it does, though, obviously it's a great little boost. Yeah, I was going to say that. And that's one of the reasons why you tend not to put these types of bets on the channel obviously you have your own personal bets but these ones are ones that you could go weeks and months without it landing yeah 30 minutes lands all the time to be fair quite a lot of um, joy with the 30 minute mark but yeah 10 minutes is really difficult so to land all five you, you can imagine picking five horses at four to one um, you've got no chance Yeah. so that's yeah. the way I like to look at it yeah it's definitely a good shout and mostly that's with Bet365 you're putting that one yeah, the ten-minute markets are available um, before the kickoff, just through the normal markets and, and the goal markets. But they tend to appear in play. Uh, the thirty-minute mark isn't available other than in play. Mm-hmm. So you have to be on the ball and just be checking maybe kind of five, ten minutes before kickoff. Yeah. Okay, we'll touch on that before we finish because there's obviously games in the Oberliga and the latest season this weekend kicking off at the same time. So that might be something worth just reminding the listeners to have a wee shot at this weekend. Um, but before we get there, David, there's a couple of Norwegian teams in action tonight. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, they're in action in the Europa Conference League. Uh, Klimt are away to Zalgiris and Rosenborg are away to Rennes. Klimt uh, look more likely to progress uh given yeah. the opponents both teams have got. Yeah, I'd say so. So Glimt actually played Zalgiris last season as well in the Europa League uh, second qualifying round and beat them. Um, uh, they beat them 3-1 at home. I can't, I'm not actually sure the, the away result, but um, I'd, I'd expect them to go through 
over two legs. It might, it might be a bit tougher tonight. They've not been great away from home this season, but um, still would expect them to go through. Yeah, and as you say, Rosenberg going away to the end. Um, it's a tough assignment. Um, I think Ren finished maybe fourth or six, fifth in the French. Sixth, yeah. sixth, okay. Yeah, and uh, they beat Arsenal in the Europa League as well. Um, so it's going to be a tough assignment for Rosenborg, but they have picked up, and I, I do think the the Norwegian teams have held held a good, gave a good account of themselves, shall I say, in Europe uh, this year. Um, and I, th- I don't think it will be as easy for Ren as maybe they would expect. And uh, obviously Rosenborg haven't played half a season; they're a little bit more up and running, so maybe gives them a slightly better chance than they would have normally. Yeah, it'd be great for Norwegian football, I suppose, at least one of them get through. Gives, I mean, uh, for Glint financially, it would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, They've got quite a tough match today, don't they? I think Zilgris, I was yeah. watching them closely against uh, Fernandes in the previous rounds, and they gave them a decent game uh, at home. I think they racked up eight or nine corners in that match at home. So I would expect them to progress, but I don't think it'll be that easy across in Lithuania. No, I don't think so. I think it will be quite tough in Lithuania. I would expect them to, to get the job done in, in Boda next yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. But, um, if they can get a draw or yeah, or a one goal win away, then I would definitely expect them to progress. But yeah, I mean, it's a huge, huge um, achievement if they can get to the group stage. Mm-hmm. Financially, it would it would sort out a lot of problems. And actually, just, just while we're talking about them, uh, they did sign Amal Pellegrino this week. Yep. Who regular listeners last year will know was an absolute goal machine for Chris Jansen. Um, scored twenty. I thought you were his goals. agent. Scored twenty-five league goals last year for Chris Jansen, and um, he went to Saudi Arabia in the winter. But there was some issues with, um, I think, some issues with potentially not getting paid or not getting his contract. Uh, his contract wasn't, um, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Honoured. Yeah, honoured. Good. Um, and so he he, he was uh, freed from his contract and Glint have decided to bring him back. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets up and running. And um, hopefully if he gets into the form he got last year, it should, should give us a right good title race. Yeah, and speaking of which, things got a little bit more interesting last weekend. Yeah, Molde. Um, Two 0 up, absolutely cruising against Viking. Um, looking, looking really good, and uh, threw it away. Lost three two. Um, I think it was a late, uh, late winner for Viking in the end. But um, yeah, a real surprise. I think given it looked like it was going to swing the other way because Glint were struggling to break down Lillestrøm. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, they managed to get a goal. <coughs> Not long before the end, I think Eric Bottine smashed home a half volley in at the far corner. It was a cracking finish. Um, they did miss a penalty, the didn't they? Berg they missed did. Patrick Berg missed another penalty. That's two in a row he's missed, so he'll probably. Yeah, that was noted. That's why they signed Pellegrino. The penalty. <laughs> um, so yeah, Berg's, Berg missed a penalty, and it looked like they were going to drop points with Molde winning. It looked like it was going to be the sort of nail in the coffin of the title race, but it all swung around, and Glimpse can go two points behind this weekend. Yeah, Molde not in action this weekend. Um, they had played an, uh, an extra game, so both they and Sarpsborg 
are sitting this one out, which will take us to 16 games played, uh, just beyond the halfway stage. And uh, yeah, it's all heating up quite nicely. Uh, we'll get on to Glimt in a minute. They've got quite a tough game this weekend, albeit they're at home, but obviously off the back of tonight's game as well. Um, and there's a couple of games on Saturday. There's one, two, three, four, five games on Sunday. Um, so we'll start with Saturday's games, if that's okay. And it's uh, first game we're going to have a look at is Starback. Me on down, David. Yeah, um, <clears throat> two teams struggling at, at the bottom. It's fifteenth uh, versus fourteenth. Um, Stabak looked as if they'd turned a corner a little bit recently. Um, they got a new manager, Eric Shin. Shin uh, came in. He, he actually came in in the winter as the assistant uh, from Grorud, but um, he took over the manager's job after. Yeah, Stabak's really poor start, and it looked like they kind of steadied the ship. They scored, uh, got a couple of good wins, two one at Mjøndalen, and um, beat Sarpsborg three one as well. But last week, um, last week they went to Christiansund and got hammered five one um, after going ahead as well after about half an hour. So that would have been a, a tough one to take. But um, Stabak have conceded thirty four goals in the fifteen games. It's very, very Olesundi um, <laughs> in there. In their conceding, but um, they've scored 20. Scoring goals haven't been an issue. And actually, this week they have signed Matis Bolly from uh, Molde. He's a winger who full of pace, very lively, and actually played quite a few games for Molde um, in the Europa League run last year. Um, he sounds like a young David Witherston almost. Uh, he's, he's actually not young. He's kind of <laughs> <laughs> but, um, an old David Witherston, um, a, a middle aged David Witherston. <laughs> um, no, so he. Um, he should be a good signing for Stabak. They've got really good attacking options now. Um, I think they're just going to try and outscore um, everyone else. I mean, conceding 34 goals is bad enough. And actually, their XG, uh, the expected conceded goals is more than that. So, so they they're actually conceding <laughs> less than they expected to. So <laughs> they have a real they have a real issue. Mjøndalen, um, who last year were very much the defensive uh, team of of Norway they've changed a little bit this year they've been a little bit more attacking um, last week uh, they were a bit unlucky in losing at home to Rosenborg 2-1 and that's actually three home games in a row they've lost which is quite uh, disappointing they lost at home to Stabak 2-1 they lost at home to Troms uh, 3-2 and then they lost at home to Rosenborg 2-1 uh, uh, and that was off the back of a decent run where they beat Haugesund Drew away at Bran uh, 1-1 and Drew away at Sarpsborg 1-1. So looking at, at this game this weekend, I'm, uh, normally me and Dylan would not uh, jump out with me for the goals market, but um, both teams to score in this game uh, was 4-5. And given the way Stabak are playing, both at front and back, I think it's pretty likely that they're going to score and concede. And me and Dylan as well, they, they've been <coughs> playing a lot of a Good count in the second football this year. Um, they scored, they scored eighteen goals in their fifteen games. I think last year they only scored about twenty-seven goals or something the whole season. So it's uh, it's been a notable improvement um, in the attacking line. And the last five games for both these teams, um, they've both scored and conceded in. So just looking at that, I'm thinking both teams to score seems pretty likely. And I thought four or five was a pretty generous price, especially given the way Stabak have. Uh, have I've been playing um, pretty much all season, basically, with goals at both ends. 
It's interesting. Look at Mewan Allen stats. Well, they've only scored 18 um, in the league. They've actually only failed to score twice. So they've managed yeah. to find, find an 8 and 13 out of 15. Um, and and those two games are molding Bode Glimt as well. So it's not. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not a surprise. And uh, both teams of their 15 league games, 11 of them have seen both teams to score. So certainly the stats back up uh, your selection in that one. And 45 looks pretty decent. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> Any thoughts on this one, Greg? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also on Friday night, we've got Strum's God Set v. Bran, and uh, yeah, Bran are in the, the bad books for, for more than one reason, but no, none more so than uh, letting us down last week, David, uh, when you're quite fancy yeah. to, to lose, to go and win just a second game of the season. Yeah, it was absolutely classic, especially off the week that they had um, with all the, the trouble off the field and police getting involved and stuff. and it was quite. It was a strange, strange one on uh, Sunday night. The the players all kind of linked arms and they all sang the brand song together with all the crowd. It was a little bit sort of. It was a little bit fake, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it kind of brought the crowd. It got the crowd behind them, which they definitely needed. Um, they went one nil up, and then they they'd lost two goals in the first half and went in the half time two one down. And I thought this the bet was looking good. I thought Sanderfjord were looking good. Um, but yeah, fair play to Brand. They fought back, one three two, and it gave them a little bit of a lifeline. Um, only their second win in the season, and the last time they won off the back of um, seven games without, they then went in another game, uh, <laughs> losing, uh, sorry, non-winning run of seven games. So hopefully, hopefully it's the same um, this weekend because they're visiting Strums Godset, who are very much a different team at home than they are away from home. Um, last week they lost 1-0 at Sarpsborg they've picked up two points on the road this year in eight games um, which is abysmal form really but at home five wins, two draws undefeated um, they've only conceded five goals in those seven games, they've scored 16 um, they've just looked like a completely different team at home, uh, the only teams they failed to beat are Tromsø was a 1-1 and Volerenga 1-1 as well, so they scored in every home game as well um, goals hasn't been an issue at all for them and I think I just don't think the defeat last week will put them off their stride, I think uh, coming back home they'll fancy their chances I don't think Bran, despite the win I don't think that will have helped them much because they've still been in the press, all the negative stories in the press this week Um They've only picked up one point away from home themselves. Um, so I think Strum's Godset, who are, I think, 19 to 20 um, this weekend, I think that price could be even shorter based on what's been happening this season. Uh, I think that price is based more on if you like the overall league position or the overall league points, which is, well, Strum's Godset have 19, Brand have 10, but I think it's based on the fact that Strum's Godset are 11th. Um, more so than their home form, which is the I don't know third or fourth, third or fourth best in the league. Yeah, I think it's the third, uh, third or fourth best in the league. So it's uh, yeah, I just fancy them to to get the get the job done at home again and uh, put Brand back in back deep in the mire. There looks to be quite a trend in the way this season for for home wins. Um, I don't know how it compares to other leagues, but just looking at it, it looks kind of fairly lopsided. Uh, more so than you'd expect. Um, yeah. I guess it's, it'd be dead easy to attribute that to the fact that fans are back in the ground. 
Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I don't know if it is that or not, but it's definitely there's more fans this year, and there is a noticeable. I mean, since God said I've got 15 more points at home, I think Haugesund they've got yeah Haugesund they've got 16 more points at home than they've got away from home. Uh, Bode Glimt has not been great at home, away from home either. I mean, there's there's a, a lot of teams who are struggling on the roads. I'm not sure why. Um, I'm not sure why that would be, but other than other than supporters in the stadium, but yeah, it's definitely noticeable with them squad sets for him. Yeah, Greg, uh, I'm guessing you're not likely to argue with David in terms of Strum squad set winning this one, but you've got your eye on an angle with Bran. Yeah, well, obviously Strum squad set's home form, as David said, is phenomenal, really. So you can't really oppose them at home. Um, but that was a massive, massive win for Bran last weekend. Had they lost that, they, they would have found themselves seven points off the pace, um, which is quite a decent sized gap at this stage of the season. We're now, what, match day 16, so we're literally just moving into the second half of the season. Um, so, a huge win for them. <sighs> they went in that run, and that's probably why, David, as you'll know, that the last manager got the sack. Um, but they had those three home games that ended all ended in one-all draws. So, they've not been far away. Um, one defeat in five, but they've got a massive task this weekend, but I don't really care about that. As long as they get five corners, <laughs> uh, I'll be quite happy. And looking at their corner performances this season, they've actually got the second best away record, the actual best away performance record in the league. They're hitting 7.14 corners a game. So they've hit 50 corners in their seven matches. And despite being bottom of the league, they've got the fourth best or the fourth highest corners per game record in the league at 6.47. Um, looking through their away games this season, they've hit 10, 8, 7, 9, 3, 4, 9. So those figures aren't skewed by any one-off freak show of getting me 14 in a, in a match. They hit 10 at Viking, they hit 10, 8 at Molda, and they hit 7 at Rosenborg. So they're going to some pretty tough places and putting on a show in terms of corners. Um, and for me, it's all about the corner show. So I think for me, happy to take Bran in this match to hit five or more corners, and that pays even money. Who's that with? That is with Skybet. Okay. okay. Five. I know you're always going to advocate four, but you're quite happy to push it to five for this one. Yeah, I just think momentum-wise, they would have got a huge lift. And as David said, after the, obviously the, the off-the-field troubles the week before, um, they come here in, in, in good spirits and obviously getting that win takes them four points from safety now so definitely um, they'll come here thinking they can get a result but their performances corner wise stack up uh, interestingly uh, Storm's Godsight have the second worst defensive record in the league when it comes to corners they are conceding 6.2 corners a game and they've seen 11 of their 15 matches concede five or more corners um, and 12 of their 15 games I've seen both teams get four corners as well so it stacks up quite nicely for me and I'm happy to take the five plus uh, evens Okay, so not opposing views but Strum's got set to win but Brand to rack up the corners Sounds good to me I would actually make that a nice, <laughs> a nice bet builder if we could get on that one um, Okay, moving on to Sunday and undoubtedly game of the day is uh, Gleamt's home match against Christiansen that's second against third uh, Gleamt have the upper hand in this fixture David, um, and as we touched on earlier an important win for them last week at Lillestrom 
Yeah, really important. And I think with Lillestrøm coming in in such good form, I, I don't. I think a lot of people kind of fancied them to beat Glimt, especially with Glimt having European commitments. But um, it was pretty even game, to be fair. There wasn't a lot in it, but it was a really classy finish from Botheim that that stole the stole the three points, and he scored two in the European game on the Thursday night as well. So perhaps with uh, Botheim coming into form and. Um, Pellegrino coming in the door, it's uh, it's maybe just turning in a little bit of Gleam's way, but and I think you couldn't really have written the script. Pellegrino coming in and Gleam having Christensen uh, this weekend, it's mm. all set up. I was looking to see if he was priced up for uh, the goal market, but he wasn't on the list um, that I is saw, like, unfortunately. Is he likely to play? Yeah, is he fit? He's, he's likely to be on the bench, I think, mm. um, but I would not be surprised if we see him at some point. Um, he hasn't played much football since sort of May, um, May June. So I don't think he'll start. But uh, I think I think he's to be involved tonight and um, should be involved uh, at the weekend as well. Um, the market I'm looking at for this one is is Glimt. It's, it's an old field favourite of mine. It's Glimt mm-hmm. to score in both halves. Now, Christensen have been keeping it tight on the uh, if you're looking at the goals conceded column but I'm delving a little bit deeper into the into the XG stats which oh, uh, this is new territory yeah sorry I wasn't sure if they were allowed in the, the <laughs> <laughs> not sure I feel about that to be fair but <laughs> so, expected goals against is 29 and they've only conceded 16 so one to be fair they have one of the best goalies in the league uh, Sean McDermott is really good but also opposition have obviously been missing chances against them um, that, that that is a really really big uh, difference and it's really unusual so they've got the second worst XG in the whole league but they've wow. conceded the second least goals so it's a huge anomaly really in mm-hmm. the statistics yeah. Yeah. which I think if there's one team that can take advantage of that it's going to be it's going mm-hmm. to be glint so Christensen I mean, they scored five goals last weekend uh, against Starbuck, um, and they have been they've been really good this year. To be fair, they're third in the league, um, picking up results. But yeah, again, it's just is I think it's a little bit of a false possession. Um, they they shouldn't be yeah they shouldn't be where they are. I don't think they'll end up where they are coming into the, the season because it, usually these things do kind of even out. Glint. Sorry, Sorry I was just going to say, I think what's interesting about Christensen and them being in a false position is that when you look at their, their losses column, five defeats, four of them have, sorry, well, they've come against Glimt, Molde, uh, Rosenborg, Viking and Haugesund. So yeah. clearly they've struggled when they've come up against better quality opposition, but definitely appear to be the best of the rest. Yeah, they do appear to be that way, and uh, it's in- it is interesting. I was like quite surprised when I was looking through all the sort of stats today how how sort of shall we say lucky they've been. Um, they have massively outperformed their expectations, and mm-hmm. that's got to catch up with you. And I th- kind of think it might this weekend. So Gleamed to score in both halves, something they've done in six out of the eight home games uh, so far this season. Did the loads last season. They did it a lot. Uh, last season, um, and the only time they didn't do it this year was Molde. Uh, Molde beat them two 0 And to be fair, Glint outplayed Molde, and were just 
a bit unlucky on the day. And the other time they didn't do it, it was when they were 4 0 up on Starbuck at half time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just kind of, yeah, stopped trying. Yeah. So I think uh, I think you're getting 5 to 4 on that uh, this weekend on Gleam to score in both halves. And yeah, at some point, Christian soon have got to start conceding what they're expecting to concede and going to Glimt's, who beat them. Glimt's beat them 2 0 at Christian earlier in the season with a goal in each half as well. I just think it's a, it's a pretty good price and probably, yeah, definitely would have been a little bit lower priced uh, this time last year. Yeah, I was going to say that feels like a bet that we probably wouldn't have been able to take last year. It's been much shorter than, well, I'm seeing 65, I bet 365. Yeah, okay. On a, on a bet builder. Um, Greg, I'm guessing this is the kind of game that you quite look, like to look at a corners angle for the away side. Yeah, this is a typical um, away team, big price to win the match, but as we often see, uh, the bookies don't do a great job in placing up corners for these sort of games. I must admit, I'm a big fan of obviously four plus. I think anyone can get four corners, anyone. Um, even Dundee, so I think <laughs> uh, I think at the moment um, the, the the price on five plus it's, it's not it's not a bad price. I would just just rather it be four uh, be over, uh, four or more in this match. I think the fact that they are playing in Europe on Thursday night um, definitely helps, but I think I'll probably just leave it based on the fact that you know having to look for five rather than four. Yeah, that feels a bit of a stretch in this one. Okay, so David's bet in this one is Gleam to score in both halves around uh, about the 65 mark on a bet 365 bet builder. Um, the other game that we wanted to touch on on Sunday was Odd's visit to Rosenborg on Sunday evening. David? Yeah, it was just a wee glitch in the goal market matrix. Uh, again, <laughs> picked up an earlier in the season with Free Johnson. Um Basically, so so with Rosenborg playing in Rennes this, this week as well, mm-hmm. uh, tonight, I think this is quite a tough game for them to come back and play odd, who picked up a nice result at the weekend. Um, they beat Haugusen 4-2. And there was the first game, really, without Mush Bikenga. So Mush Bikenga uh, left, he's their top scorer, was a top scorer last year, um, left a hole in the team. And Tobias Lauritsen, who started last season off pretty well and then he broke his leg and it, he missed it the remainder of the season. And he, he came back this season, I thought he would um I thought he would kick on a bit, but it's taken him a little bit of time, I think, to get to go over that. And um at the weekend there he, he managed to bag himself a hat trick against uh, against Haugesund. So that was that'll be a huge lift for him. And uh, I was just looking through the goal markets and he's actually 12 to 1 to score first um, in this game at the weekend against Rosenberg and uh, 4.75 uh, on the decimal anytime scorer, which, um, considering he's the most likely goal scorer for odd, uh, is pretty high uh, in a game where, yeah, Rosenberg coming off a tough match against Wren tonight, I expect. Um, I just think that's, yeah, massively overpriced. I think I'll have a couple of quid in the the twelve to one for the first goal, just just in case Rosenborg starts slowly. Lauritsen's definitely the man who's uh, going to t- well likely to take advantage of that. Yeah, and um, odds recently games haven't been short of goals either. Twenty eight scored in the last six, uh, with Odd getting eleven of those, and these two sides drew to each at the beginning of July as well. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, 
this is looking like. I think I actually think uh, Lauritsen might have scored in that game. Uh, rings a bell that he scored quite late on um, to equalise. Yeah, and so, just digging a wee bit deeper, the last nine meetings between the two sides have seen both teams score as well. So certainly a fixture that there could be goals in. Yeah, I expect um, I expect there will be. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Anything for you in this one, Greg? No, I think we said last weekend, just trying to get back into the swing of things here in Norway. We had such a, a long time where there was very few full cards. It was very patchy in terms of fixtures. So I think last weekend's a good gauge. 29 goals last weekend in mm. match day 15, which is probably the highest we've had in some time. Um, six of those eight games saw both teams to score. So um, hopefully the goal trend continues. And I think as we move towards the end of the season, we'll probably start to see more goals scored, which is typical of any league, to be fair. But we're, we're already halfway through the season, almost. Well, yeah, just above halfway through, through the season. So looking forward to the next 14, 15 matches. Yeah, so... Obviously, we've touched on goals there, and we mentioned earlier uh, in the podcast about getting on those early goals, those 10-minute markets and those 30-minute markets. So on Sunday, we've got four games that kick off at five o'clock. Is that something that piques your interest? Yeah, definitely. I just do it every week. If it's four matches or five matches, for the four matches, I would probably just do a treble on a fourfold uh, on those four, and I would do all four a go in the first half an hour. Uh, but it's, yeah, it obviously pays when there's five teams, it's, it's much better. So a bit like the Obus League in, um, there were six games kicking off at five yesterday and they only offered those markets and five of them. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, the five that they offered all came <laughs> in. So um, definitely worthwhile doing, but it is something you have to stick to. But if you yeah. keep at it, I can guarantee you'll definitely be profitable come the end of the season. Yeah, we've also got five games kicking off at the same time on Monday at 5pm. And um, am I right in thinking last season you pulled together a little kind of timetable because all these, there's various leagues that you keep an eye on for these type of markets, isn't there? But they kick off yeah, at different can, times through the week. Because you can do it in play, it's pre-match, sorry, you can literally do it for any league. But I choose to do it only when they bring it in play so I can do 30 minutes too. So I did do a, a little calendar of once the season's up and running across Europe anyway. Um, these are the days in which you'll have the opportunity to do these early goal bets. So, for yeah. example, 2pm on a Sunday, there's always four French games kicking off at 2pm on a Sunday, mm-hmm. along with at least one other English match. So straight away, there's your five. Mm-hmm. And Syria A also has potentially three or four games kicking off on a Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just picking... There's no there's no skill involved here with this, this market at all. I'm not looking at any data or any stats. It's just a, a fun bet that I like to do, knowing that I think on six occasions now since I started it, I've landed all five, um, and all, those five all pay between a thousand and two thousand pound for for no effort and for a very very small stake. Yeah. Okay, doc. Um, David, just before we wrap up, is there anything else of note this weekend that we should be looking out for in Norway? Um, is there? Uh, <laughs> you put me. Uh, do you know something about no. that? I should be bringing <laughs> just, up. So. Just asking uh, before we wrap up. That's no, uh, just just well, I just I did just check. Lauritsen did score against Rosenborg earlier in the season. Um, just another thing. Uh, Haugesund So how played at home to Lillestrøm this weekend, and they've just lost their star star striker. So Ibrahim Awaji, their top scorer this year, um, has joined Karabakh in Azerbaijan just this week so mm-hmm. they have replaced him with former Rosenberg striker Alexander Söderlund who might might be okay but he's a completely different striker to Wadji who's 
pure pace in behind. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. And they're playing Lee Listrom this weekend. And Lee Listrom's a really big price, um, which I found surprising. Um, it's definitely definitely one to keep an eye on uh, this weekend because I think I think that game's a lot closer than it, than uh, the bookies are suggesting. Yeah, so Lee Listrom are about thirteen to five. Um... To Haugesson's 19 to 20, so just shades of odds against uh, Yeah, that might be worth worth having a, a wee interest in as well. Okay, can you guys just give us a wee recap then of your best bets for the weekend? Start with yourself, David. Yeah, uh, sure. Starting with uh, Starbuck and Meundal, and that starts at 5 pm on Saturday, and that's uh, both teams to score, and that's 4 to 5 um, on Bet365. Uh, also on Saturday, Stenham's God set at home to Bram. Uh, Fancy Stenham's doing God set to win, and that is 10 11 on Bet365. Um, and on to Sunday at 5 pm on Sunday, it's Bo de Green uh, to score in both halves against Christian Sund, and that pays 6 to 5 with Bet365. And David Witherston, classic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Greg, your best bet for the weekend in Norway? Yeah, just one for me this week. Um, I'm taking the Strums God Set v Brand match and I'm taking Brand to hit five or more corners at even money with Skybet. Okay, good stuff. And I may have a look at odd on Sunday away to Rosenborg. Um, four plus corners, I think, is 10 to 11. I might have a look at that. And if I do, I'll post that on the channel. Okay, no worries. Good stuff. Thank you very much. And don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherston11. Uh, there is also David's blog at DavidWeathersonFootball.com. This week. Hey. Got a laptop. <laughs> got a laptop. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> so, that, well, the game's on until Saturday, Sunday. So, when can we expect this uh, week's preview? Actually, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll definitely go out tomorrow. I've written most of it. Uh, I'm going to Oslo for the weekend, so uh, nice. we'll definitely go out to tomorrow. Good stuff. So that's at davidwellstonfootball.com, so make sure uh, you pay that a visit. And, of course, if you want any more tips from Greg, then you should join his Telegram channel. You can find the details of how to get involved at gambler.co.uk. And that's us for another week of the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, thanks for joining me, guys, and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck.